Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Welcome to the OC Bitches. Welcome to the OC Bitches. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you doing after your trip? I, I, I'm I doing great. I got to go visit CG in Chicago after yeah. we left. Was um, it cold? It was, yeah, it was like 11 degrees one day and then it was like 60 the next. But um, Slightly different from yeah. the OC. <laughs> I watched, we're on season two, episode 17, The Brothers Grimm, and I watched it with CG. You did? Yeah, and I, t- well, I actually took a picture at one point. So she had, she had some comments. I'll share them as we oh, go I through this. Oh, I can't wait. I can't <laughs> wait to hear CG's comments. Uh, very exciting. I'm happy you got to go see our girl. Yeah, today. Our guest is the film and television actor, producer and action star Johnny Messner. He started on Guiding Light in 1998 and hasn't stopped working. Uh, Credits include The Sweetest Thing, Tears of the Sun, Anacondas, Running Scared, The Whole Ten Yards, David Mamet, Spartan, One Last Thing, Killer Instinct, CSI, and Law and Order, Jane and the Virgin. I could have gone on and on and on. (laughs) But and on the OC, he played the mysterious and sneaky porn producer from (laughs) Julie's Past. Lance Baldwin. Welcome, Johnny Messner. Yay. Hey. <laughs> the Sweetest Thing is one of my favorite movies <laughs> of all time, movie. by the way. I just have to put that out there. Yeah. So It's a very funny movie. Oh, my God. My best friend and I, we quote it all the time. Oh, yeah. I'm like, hello, was Jane there? <laughs> Sorry. I'm just oh, proving that. that scene. <laughs> <laughs> Good movie. But we're so happy to have you here. Thank you for coming. I'm so excited to be here. Joining us. Yeah, this is great. I In mean, your this... dope Crocs. What? They're awake. so cool. He's wearing the coolest Crocs. They are black with white hearts. And you said the brand is Awake? Yep. 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 Very cool. This guy is on style point over here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we just, it's been many years. 17. Just a mere 17. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> and you have aged quite well. Both of you look amazing. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Girl. No. Uh, <laughs> Johnny and I had so much fun. Um, it was such a pleasure to meet you. And and the and it was such a I, I remember not, I've expressed not necessarily liking the storyline when it first came out. You keep but it was, saying that, and right. I think it's like the best one maybe ever on the show. Right. But when it was, it's interesting to do, to do it. It was more the actual act of actually producing or making the actual porno that was uncomfortable. <laughs> and what's interesting is, we'll talk about it later, but what I think we actually shot a lot more of the porno than was actually shown at some point. Anyway, but... Um, but it was such a great storyline because now it's we're... too bad as that Josh- Johnny wasn't actually in the porn with you. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> Let's be honest here. <laughs> yes, it was the pizza guy. But no, it was, it was a welcome, welcome storyline. And, and we, we really did have a lot of fun. We laughed a lot. We, we did. Yeah. A ton of laughs. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you had to. It was so crazy, you know. <laughs> a little ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it was. We, we made the, the observation that you're very intense. You, you some, like... 
some actors, I, I blink too much, which actually shows sometimes nervousness, I've noticed. Mm. And when you don't blink to me, that's like Jack Nicholson. Mm. That's actually a really yeah, good skill. Yeah, we've been observing that every time the camera's on you, you don't blink. Was that a conscious choice? I think at that point it was, yeah. I think it was um, like, I think throughout my learning process, um, stillness was one of the <laughs> biggest things for me because I was always fidgeting and, and uh. stuff, you know? And so my, my Leslie Gon was like, listen, I need you to uh, have pure stillness in all things that you do. And so that was usually the focus, but I think I needed to blink a little more. I don't think I blinked, blinked enough, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> well, and is, is that your acting um, teacher? Your, yes. Your, yes. So mm-hmm. how did you become an actor? Oh, I didn't know what else I was going to do, to be honest. I, had no... <laughs> I didn't go to school for it or anything like that. I just, uh, I was always that, my dad was a colonel in the Air Force, so we moved a lot. So I was always, I had to be that outgoing, charismatic kind of kid because he always had to meet new people. You know, every two to three years, you had to meet new classmates and things like that, Ugh. and which was brutal. <laughs> Excuse me. And uh, when I I was an athlete my whole life, and so uh, when I got injured, I was like, "Oh no, what now? What do I do?" You know, and and uh, I always liked acting on levels of just watching, and 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 I thought this was, might be a something that I could do, and I kind of just went down the road. I took, you know, I, I had to take the stairs because I had no training mm-hmm. of any sort, you know, and, and, uh, and so basically that's what I did. I just, I took the stairs and, and I remember bartending, uh, in, I had moved, I had done guiding light and then I got fired cause I stunk. Uh, but that's one of the best training, training grounds ever, ever mm-hmm. 30 pages of dialogue, you know, a day. Yes. On soap operas. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And, and you're learning technical and you have to do it like a play. Yeah. So you're trained. It was good. Yeah. I was trained there. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, my, my co-star, uh, was big in the soap world and she just didn't, she didn't like me. You know, there was just a vibration of me that... Uh, Who was it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she's still on so so. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, because they actually gave me a coach, uh, the woman that had been on the soap forever and so she would work with me beforehand and and uh, she would be like, she's not giving you a thing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't know what giving somebody a thing was anyway, so it didn't really matter. Right. You know what I mean? I was just, but yeah, there's a lot of, a lot that goes into uh, that, that daytime world where it's all repetitive dialogue too. It's not oh. like, I miss you, Cassie. I love you, Cassie. Like it was just over and over. No, it's paraphrasing the same sentence over and over. And that's a real skill to go. Wait, you t- did soaps? I did. Yeah, I did Days of Our Lives. You did? For, yeah. Uh-huh. For how long? Only a year, that three-year contract, they let me go after a year. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you did okay, Mindy. You did all right. You did all right. (laughs) (laughs) But that was a soap that my dad was on for 40 years. Right, that's right. But we never got to act together. We were in the same room together, but they never had us exchange dialogue, which would have been kind of cool. That would have been cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. It is uh, very much thrown to the wolves. Yeah. Um, And I was grateful for that. And uh, But I remember I came out to LA and I was getting close to 30 and I was like, oh shoot, uh, I'm getting what's happening, you know? And I, I was bartending and, and I was just a miserable bartender. And, uh, you know, where was, were you bartending? Uh, Remember? It was a sports bar on Wilshire and, um, Crescent. No, it's been gone. I oh. think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, uh, I was like that miserable guy that miserable bartender that was just a jerk to everybody. And then uh. <laughs> I called my dad and I was like, yo, what's, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like I, I'm my, I'm just becoming a, a total D I C K. And, and he said, he sent me this book, who moved my cheese? 
you know, and it was like a 45 minute read two two mice, two men and about a maze that they go through. And, and, uh, it basically everybody gets a different interpretation, but mine was, you're never going to succeed at what you want to do until you're the best of where you are today. And so that was a conscious shift that I had at that point. And literally, I think, um, uh, three months later, I, I booked Tears of the Sun. Wow. Mm-hmm. Just having that conscious shift. and that's, that's so cool. I love that. Yeah. Basically, it's an attitude mm-hmm. or, yeah. Yeah. Of what you're doing today. That's right. That's, 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 a, that's a great lesson. I just had this idea that I was like, you know, I, we could learn some lessons from you today. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know. And before we started recording, I think you were telling us about your recent... I, I want to talk about it a little bit. Just like your recent journey that you've been on is very fascinating to me. It, um, it is. It's, a, it's the... It's, it's so magical and mystical and, and um, you know, undescribable. It really is. When I... Um, before I went to, um, to this place with me to do the ayahuasca, I was... Um, I had hit the bottom of bottoms for my life. Uh, I was living not too far, one bedroom uh, in the barrio in North Hollywood. <laughs> uh, and uh, I was slowly dying. I was killing myself. You know, I was just uh, abusing everything possible because as I went on through my acting career, I would, I was succeeding. And you can actually see it on my IMDb page where I found out for myself that none of this stuff was going to fill the holes that I had there wasn't a, a second of it. Cause every time I get a job, I would be thinking about, well, it wouldn't fill the holes. And I'd be like, well, the next one and the next one. And then eventually I got to a place where there was and, searching on the mm, outside, <laughs> mm-hmm, all external. And, um, and then, it, then just, I just imploded from there. You know, I had the, I had my boys and I couldn't even like, I couldn't even see them. Like I couldn't see them because I was adopted. It was a whole adoption thing. It's it's crazy how the first seven years of your life is so intricate. Wait, they were wait. Who, I was adopted. You were oh. adopted, mm-hmm. and I had never seen my DNA until they were born. What? Mm-hmm. So I, when they were born, I went, "Oh no, I can't do. I, I'm not enough. You know, I'm not enough for these two. They're they need much more than me. I I am f- no not worthy by any sense of the word. You know." Wow. Um, so so any, your own self-worth. That's right. It was, always, right. All my own, it was always my own self-worth, wow. you know. I mean, because when you get in, I was born in 69. I'll, I don't mind dating myself. And <laughs> at that time. Um, Did you say me too? Mm-hmm. How cute. I, Look yeah. at you guys. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I guess. Uh, um, they just would, because uh, I recently met my biological mother. I, I went down that path and got all that. Recently, just mm-hmm. now. Like wow. a, two years ago. Or, I mean, yeah. yeah. Wow. And, uh, but they just take the. They, she told me they just took me and then they, the mother doesn't get the hold or anything. They just take the baby, put it into the thing. And then there it goes to the orphanage, um, from the all women's hospital. So you come into this world and you're automatically alone. Like there is no touch from the mother. There is nothing. And so you uh, cellularly, you're like, I'm in this thing alone. You know what I mean? I'm in this world alone, alone. And then once my parents told me I went into fight or flight. And from that moment forward, um, I was, you know, this lack of self-worth and all those things just, it just went, um, so, you know, I went, so I was killing myself and, uh, I, f- the, the medicine finds you, right? So it'll find you if you're, you know, when, when it's time and it, she found me to call her mother ayahuasca, you know, and, uh, <laughs> I went to, to Rhythmia and, uh, I did two weeks there and, and I, 
I had a full crack. Like I, I was still into, I was raised Catholicism and there's a heaven and hell and you know, all that stuff. And, and so I went into the, the last day there, I went into this, my personal, what I envisioned hell to be like, mm. and it was the craziest, right? And they had to tie me down. And it was like, and I fully cracked wide open. Uh, and then, uh, when I woke up, I saw that, that I, there's nothing but love and we are all in this together, you know, and we're all connected. And this is just all different aspects of one is each of us. Mm -hmm. And we're just trying to do the best job we can. And basically just trying to help each other get home, you know? And once that I had that, um, that opening, uh, I, I went, I, I've been taking a deep dive since then because it's just, and my life is, I mean, since that time, you know, I got married, I produced, I think 12 movies. Wow. Uh, I have all sorts of uh, external stuff, but, and I don't even, I'm not even, it's, I'm not like, I'm invested in mm-hmm. it, but mm-hmm. it's nothing that, uh, it's like it's fifth not or sixth. filling you, it like, yeah. It's, well, if somebody says, what's your purpose in life and people think, it's not what you do. What you do, that's just something you do. The purpose is to just do what's in front of you, to be in this moment, to love one another, right? That's right. With, right. with, with, with grace. That's I think what we're grace. really experiencing is as you get older and wiser and 17 years or whatever it was since the OC, for instance, it's like you learn so much and you do these deep dives in whatever form it is. That's right. You know, and by myself, like life and all of it. And it's so crazy to be doing this podcast and like, kind of looking at the timeline and just seeing where everyone kind of has wound up thus far and everything we've learned and the mm. people we are. And it's just so cool. And it like is. meeting you again and hearing your story. And like, I could go on for five hours because I want to know about the ayahuasca trips so bad, but I'm not allowed <laughs> to right now. Uh, <laughs> You're allowed to do anything. I mean, I'm allowed to. And like, I just kind of want to do like a sidebar episode just on that because I'm so fascinated by mm-hmm. it. I'm terrified of it, but like so fascinated by it, you know, and all these people doing these mushroom trips and like the same thing in a therapeutic sense. and it's just the human mind. It's just so fucking crazy. It's, a, it's amazing. I yeah. Mean, I mean, we're I, always either in acting in love or fear. That's correct. We just had this crazy conversation like, yeah. about it, about the choices you make. And are you making the choice because of fear? Or are you making the choice because of love? And I had something recently like that. And it's just like, wow, you get older and you're like, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do the fear thing. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to go with love and what I feel and your instinct and your gut. And like, that's your most powerful tool that people don't know how to use. Yep. And I'm just learning this. It's true. I mean, it's, I start asking heart instead of head now, you know what I mean? Because the heart always ain't gut heart, you know what I mean? Like it, it, it instantly tells me what is and what isn't, you know? And everybody's major fear, the most of the fears stem from the fear of death. Right. You know, once you go into whatever you do, meditation or breathwork, I'm a big breathwork advocate. I do breathwork every day. Did it right before I came here, which is amazing. (laughs) And uh, you find out that that's ridiculous. Like, well, this is just a never-ending journey, and this is just a part of it. We're having a human experience. Mm-hmm. So we, the reason why it gets so hard is so we can expand. We right. can get expansion. Totally. Uh, and so that's, you know, the, once you get rid of that fear of death, and in the medicine, you die. You literally die. Mm-hmm. And then you go, oh, okay, because you're, con- you're still in consciousness. Right. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, okay, now <laughs> I can take a better breath. I don't have to fear that that way right. I can live life and enjoy. That's right. Yeah. And just accept whatever's coming my way and not push anything away. 
The seasons may be changing, but your self-care routine shouldn't have to. Freshly shaved, smooth skin feels great in any weather, especially slipping into pajamas or cozy sweats. That does sound nice. But Rachel, can I tell you, I have scars. Lots of them. <laughs> Internally? <laughs> well, most of them from shaving. And, and it happened in the 80s and the 90s, and then I just gave up. You know, I had hairy legs. I was too scared to shave. <laughs> but now I use Billy, the best razor for women, at half the price you'd expect. And I didn't have to shave for days after using Billy. Billy razors are super moisturizing and help detoxify my skin with a built-in 360-degree charcoal shave soap. I am obsessed with this razor. I am so obsessed that they keep being stolen from me because I tell everybody, honestly, I see someone and I'm like, touch my legs. I know it sounds <laughs> weird, but seriously, it's the smoothest shave ever. Don't suffer another second paying a pink tax for a bad shave. Go to mybilly.com slash OC to get the best razor you will ever own while supporting this show. Billy is half the price of other razors, plus free shipping always. Just go to mybilly.com slash OC, spelled mybilly.com slash OC. That's mybilly.com slash OC. Does CBD work? Over 90% of doctors said their patients have used CBD to treat a health condition. Let me tell you about a brand I trust, cbdistillery.com. I love every CBD product I have ever tried. Honestly, it has worked on everyone, including animals. I give my dogs CBD oil. Like, it's just a miracle thing, and it's natural, and I love using it. CBD actually really helped with my TMJ. So I take it before sleep, so I'm... That way I can relax and I won't clench up my jaw when I sleep. And then when I wake up, I don't have the jaw pain or the headaches. CB Distillery has helped over 2 million customers with ailments such as nagging physical discomfort, better sleeping habits, or just clear peace of mind. If you haven't discovered the power of CBD, you're missing out. Go to cbdistillery.com where you order online with no prescription required and enter the OC for 20% off. Again, enter the OC for 20% off at cbdistillery.com. That's cbdistillery.com. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, and South Dakota. So since this question directly relates to what we're talking about, tell us how you got the role of Lance on <laughs> oh, the this OC. Is, this is funny because I, wa- I was hoping you would bring that up because to be honest, I wasn't. it wasn't a welcoming set for me because... I had a deal with Fox, and Josh didn't want me to play that role. I didn't even meet with Josh or anything. I didn't. Ah, Oh, it was forced. It was a forced hire. Forced hire, and I've learned throughout my career because it happened to me many times. It never is a good look. (laughs) It just isn't. I mean, I, I, it's happened to me. It happened to me on a couple Bruce Willis movies. He put me in, and. Mm And all the producers, uh, you know, they did everything to make it as difficult as possible for me. And I was just like, <laughs> I'm not the one pushing this through, you know. But yeah, anyway, Josh, um, the, the Fox pushed me through. And um, I was grateful they did it. I mean, that was a really good time for that show. That was when Olivia Wilde was on yeah. it and Logan was on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, and I, I was really grateful to be here. And I loved the storyline. It was perfect for, <laughs> for me at the time, you know. Was, Porn producer. Yeah. So you didn't <laughs> have to audition. They just, no, they just I didn't put have you to in audition. there. Mm-hmm. Do you remember any fan reaction? 
to to you, or did the people recognize you at all? Uh, you know, I do get recognized most more from the OC than most of the things. That really? I've ever, yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. And how yeah. does that feel? Like porn producer is what you're. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I you know I feel like all the roles that I was attracting was where I was. You know what I mean? Because that's like, as as time went on. No, not like that. <laughs> <laughs> Vibrationally, I just was easy for me to play that kind of sure. darker A character. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm just kidding. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> but when you say not welcoming, you meant it was told to you that executive, it was a forced hire. Executive that, but, but we yeah. were all You guys very were amazing. Welcoming. Yeah, was everyone nice? Okay. Oh, no, okay, you guys cool. were amazing. Because we're calling people out here. Yeah, yeah, this is no, what no. this is about. The, the cast was amazing. I mean, it was. I didn't really get to hang out with the younger yeah, I don't, part I don't, of it too yeah. much. We didn't get to really talk too much. But everybody on the uh, uh, older um, that that I was working with was, and especially you, you were. She's the best. The best She's the best. She? I mean, she. You help. You helped me. <laughs> I remember I was super tight and I could see it when I watched it, you know, the other couple of nights, the first episode and the second episode, I could see how tight I was. I was tight. You know what I mean? And, and then as, and then when we were dancing and things like that, I saw like we had a, like, like most actors, you know, you come onto a set, you're a guest star or whatever, you know, a couple episodes, you know, you're, you're a guest. You're a guest at the party. That's correct. Oh, I know that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then when you finally get into it and. And I, you know, you warm up a little bit, then it was, it was, it was really fun. And then yeah. Lance becomes a lot more sympathetic. I know you haven't seen forward into No, that. I don't know anything that's going to happen. <laughs> I don't. Um, but we should get into this episode. Sure. I think yeah. uh, the synopsis is Ryan's brother, Trey, gets out of jail and calls him to reconnect. The Coens give Trey a warm welcome and Ryan grows concerned that nothing good can come from it. Zach returns from Italy, happy, refreshed, and has a new girlfriend, which makes Summer curious and Seth confused on what to think. Julie tells Kirsten about her erotica tape. Mm. (laughs) I like that we're calling it an erotica tape. And the blackmail scheme from Lance. Kirsten urges her to speak to Caleb about it. Caleb agrees to help, but has ulterior motives. The Newport Living magazine is officially launched, but to Julie's surprise, Lance makes an appearance after the deal with Caleb goes sour. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. Directed by Michael Lang. Written by J.J. Philbin. Original air date March 24th, 2005. Wow. Long time ago. Yes. As we've been saying. <laughs> so, so, we open <laughs> in the Cohen house. It's the evening. And Sandy, he walks in with takeout. It's chicken parm night. Yum. <laughs> that sounds good right now. Oh, yes. my gosh. I, I just instantly thought because, you know, we grew well. In the valley, all I could think was Michelli's. Remember Michelli's oh on Riverside? Of course. That's exactly where this came from, <laughs> in my mind. Because <laughs> they all take their food, their their in tin, their little their foil tin. and put it on the plate. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was just surprised that Brody actually took a bite at the end when they're pulling back in the scene. Yeah. It's like that's a brave man right there. <laughs> I know, I eating know. eating the prop food. Kirsten's busy. She's on the phone. Everyone's busy doing their own things. And mm-hmm. the boys, Sandy wants to have an impromptu family night. Um, but the boys want to play PlayStation, right? Yeah. Yeah. And they don't want to, they don't want to do that. <laughs> right. Of uh, course, Seth has to say, you know, yeah, it's just family time's always best when it's forced. <laughs> <laughs> but it's cute. It's cute. There's a phone call. And they just get over saying, no one's allowed to be on the phone and right. all of this. And then there's a phone call. Right. And it's for Ryan. And everything goes somber. Because <laughs> mm. it's who? It is Trey from jail who's getting out. He asks Ryan to come pick him up. Yeah. 
And I'm they, excited. This just means Logan's about to be on the show. And let me tell you, I am very happy about this. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, they're going to go to um, Chino and pick him up the next day. Yes, they are. Anyway. And so this is happening. And then... Next morning. Morning. He Adam's says, outfit. Yeah. Is this where he's wearing the button-up shirt? He was dressed it's, very like... It's the short sleeve button. Button-up and it's black pink. pants. And yeah. yeah. It was just an interesting this, look. This was... Uh, I liked it. Yeah. But Seth... You know, Seth comes out with his regular Seth, and then he says, very uh, self-aware, I've got nothing. I really don't know this. Right. You know, Seth is... This is not my wheelhouse. We found that Seth is quite neurotic and um, (laughs) self-centered over this, in this show. And, um, but he says, you know, but all I I can say is I've got your back. Right. Yeah. It's good for him. It is good for him. So So then they go into the cone They go into the kitchen. Yes. And there's a bagel. And the bagel <laughs> guillotine is back. We're very happy. And about he that. says, you know, let's go. Sandy says, let's go. And Ryan says, I'll take care of it. And Sandy goes, no. If it's a Ryan problem, it's a Cohen problem. But then Seth is like, he starts talking about how prison would be good for him based on his behavior lately just to get out of school. Mm-hmm. Or maybe prison is way more exciting than a day He's of school. He's trying to get out of school. Yeah. Or is it okay? <laughs> That's my opinion. <laughs> Here's a little tidbit. So this song, Call Me by Arthur Uria, he won a contest. It's called, it was called the Enter the Mix Contest. The contest had hundreds of submissions from bands trying to get their song on the OC. Huh. And he won, and that's the song. Oh, that's I didn't cool. know that. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit of trivia there. Well, I like that. Discovered. Summer and Marissa are in the hallway at school, and they're, they're being... Who's filling who in? Mar- they're, Marissa... <laughs> Summer Summer is telling Marissa. Marissa, I watched it, I swear. (laughs) Summer is telling Marissa that Ryan is picking up Trey from jail and Marissa is just showing her support. Like, she should be there for Ryan. Everyone wants to go to prison. She's like, well, I should go. Everyone really wants to go to prison. Think about it. Think about it. If Marissa showed up and Ryan showed up and Seth and Sandy, (laughs) it's like, woohoo! Yep. So, Let's all go to the Chino prison. <laughs> yeah. Let's all go to prison. <laughs> yeah, and she's very sounding very much like a girlfriend. That's which true. I'm all for. Uh, so the next, they walk into the lounge, this and is, Zach is back from Italy. Okay, this is I'm an laughing epic even scene. like thinking about this because I have never in the history of being on shows laughed harder mm. than when Zach pulls up on a Vespa. <laughs> We're on a soundstage, people. Okay. And they have and it has him. a little 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 squeak of the brakes. Yeah, they have <laughs> him pull up on a Vespa in the stage, and I swear they could not like have the camera on me for that long. Like anytime there was an over the shoulder shot of me, you would just see my shoulders shaking. <laughs> I'm crying, laughing hysterically. This and is then on Misha, YouTube, by and the it way. was contag- It is? Yes. And then Misha is contagiously laughing. I'm crying. My makeup is all off. Cindy, my makeup artist, she's like, so has to keep touching me up. It was a disaster because he, yeah, he hops off. He's like, buongiorno. Like, it was so ridiculous. But, but Michael Cassidy would walk up and see these girls <laughs> laughing. And so he, he realizes he'd and he'd it, go, right? hi girls, uh, buongiorno. He would like and- overplay it and play it so big and Oh my goodness. This, yeah, I was watching it. I was still laughing thinking about it. I can't believe you haven't seen that. I've got to send you all the bloopers. I need to it's see hysterical. all the bloopers. Oh my but God. But I've got to say, you know, can you just imagine the writers in the writer room going, just having fun with, okay, what can we, how do we have Zach re enter? Re enter from Italy. 
He's run out. He comes home and he runs out and goes get and gets a Vespa or his dad well, buys yeah. him a Vespa. It's a, he comes in on a Vespa. And he had to go up the stairs, probably. Oh my God. It's too good. <laughs> it it's really, that is like maybe my favorite scene ever on the show. He's he's very, very charming. <laughs> now we're at prison in Chino. Yeah. I think they built this on stage. Yeah, the exterior was a, was a real prison, but but there was but a prison the interior, right? Wasn't that on stage? No, they were using. I, I looked for this, but there was they used they used different things. They were usually in Long Beach, but I couldn't tell. I couldn't find out I, exactly looked, where this was. It looked like it was on. Yeah. I'm gonna go with it. But Sandy and Ryan are having a little conversation where they're talking about you know it's very reminiscent of Sandy picking Ryan up from you know in the pilot, mm-hmm. and Sandy suggests you know you you know. Trey can stay with us. And mm-hmm. I, I wrote, um, no, Sandy, that's dangerous. <laughs> but, but, you know, Ryan is really like, um, yeah, no. So Sandy doesn't push it, you know. Right. But of course, here comes Trey and... Here he comes. It's a different actor than, <laughs> than before. He looks a lot different after being in prison. Yeah. So different. He's a different actor. Oh, was... was he it? was recast. Re- so yeah. Yeah. So Patrick talked about this in Patrick his Rush, episode. Our Patrick Grutter. He said that, you know, when the show love Patrick. Yeah, Patrick Rush is great. We love him. Mm-hmm. So when 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 they opened up this role to be a big role, they had the other actor, Bradley Stryker. That's Thank you, who Bradley. It was. Thank you, Bradley. Um, they had him audition. He did a great job, but Patrick had had his eye on Logan Marshall Green and he had a little bit of heat. He was kind of a hot actor at the time. He said we were he, I think he he's was still a great a addition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's perfect for the role. Two years older than Ben, and they are good friends to this day. Yeah. Yeah. Nice yeah. guy, too. Yeah, I yeah. remember working with Logan on uh, Dark Blue. Oh, yeah? Oh, mm-hmm. no way. Yep. I did about four or five episodes of that. Um, How cool. Yeah, great guy. Yeah. I really like him. Yeah. You seem to, I just want a little side note, looking at your resume, um, Johnny, you seem to work with a lot of the same people. Like, a, you have a tribe, so to speak. Mm-hmm. On Was that a choice? Or did it yeah, just happen? Yeah, I mean, basically, do, when I got into the producing side of it, you know, and it's not like, I, you know, these are $20 million, $50 million movies, you know, and then so you just kind of use your relationships. And I'm like, hey, yeah. you want to make, mm-hmm. you know, come in and work for a couple weeks? And, yeah. And that's how it kind of worked out. Did you get inspired to be a producer because you played a porn producer on the OC? Yes, <laughs> that was the catalyst for all of this. <laughs> I figured. <laughs> well, your friends, I mean, I, I, just, I just had a memory because you're friends with Bruce Willis, you yep. mentioned. You brought Tallulah to visit the set. I did. Oh, my God. I remember that. Yeah. I remember meeting her. Because she would have been, like, middle school or something pretty young. And like, yeah, and yeah. she was really into the show. Yep. I remember meeting her. Yeah. The kids, lots of, lots of kid guests <laughs> that we would have on set. Yes. So, anyway, back at... The Newport Group. The Newport Group. Carter is showing Kirsten, um, well, the video that they're going to showcase in a Newport living party. And Julie walks in. I still have that cold. So the cold that I had from last episode. I know, I heard it. I heard it in your voice. Yeah, we must have finished. I must have got it at the end of the last episode. And we go right into, we might end an episode on a Wednesday. Next episode, you're- Thursday, Next yeah. Thursday, you're, um, the next day you're starting the new episode. And you, I can tell that <laughs> it was really bad. <laughs> well, I always wonder if people notice that because I always notice we, it. It's worse in your head, but- I try, you try to talk up here a little bit so it's not so <laughs> gravelly or something. But anyway, but this is, I actually want to get a t-shirt that says this. I made a mistake, Kiki, a naked mistake. <laughs> it's, I mean, they just gave me the best dialogue. Everyone really had the do. best dialogue. Mm-hmm. And you looked so gorgeous in this scene. Your hair, oh, everything. You. I like that outfit too. 
And and also, I love how Kirsten didn't flinch when Julie just says yeah. it. She's it's almost like, well, She's I'd like, be surprised uh-huh. if you didn't right. have it, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think that is accurate. <laughs> I am so impressed with Coco Floss. You know, floss, right? Yeah. <laughs> We've talked about it on this show <laughs> quite a bit. But, you know, I used to use that stuff that slides in the teeth. You know, it sounds good, right? But that stuff just literally slides by all the junk in your teeth, but not cocoa floss. The unique structure, it captures everything. Cocoa Floss was founded by two sisters, a dentist and an artist, on a mission to make flossing fun, motivating and rewarding for everyone. They wanted to deliver superior floss, and they did. It's the softest and most cleansing dental floss made to protect smiles. Cocoa Floss is great. It holds strong. It's super cleansing and breath freshening. More than 500 textured interwoven filaments, giving it a maximal surface area to snatch plaque and debris from between your teeth and gums, leaving you kissably fresh. So the I got Cocoa Floss and my daughter saw them and she said, Mom, what is this? She loves flossing her teeth. Really? But the flavors they come in, she was so into it. She tried, sampled every single one and loved it. And I love it too. It tastes great. It's also non-toxic and eco-friendly, free of parabens, SLS, and PFAS. And each spool is made from recycled water bottles. Avoid mask breath by flossing daily. Go to cocofloss.me slash OC to get 20% off the four spool set and free shipping. That's C-O-C-O-F-L-O-S-S dot M-E slash O-C. And the discount will automatically be applied at checkout. All orders over $20 ship free in the U.S. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. These past few years have been a whirlwind with so much uncertainty, anxiety, and yes, sometimes loneliness. BetterHelp is a new online therapy program that will assess your needs and match you with a therapist within 48 hours. It's not a crisis or self-help line. It's professional therapy done securely online. The platform is full of experts available worldwide. You just log into your account and send a message to your therapist. You can also schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. I am a huge fan of therapy. It has gotten me through the past few years. And now having something that's so readily available and you don't have to leave your house is a game changer. I love this. You know, for me, having someone to dump the stress of my day on instead of your loved ones. It actually makes me feel so much better. I'm a better mother. I'm a better wife and friend. I feel lighter and brighter. And I always learn some real tools and solution to help navigate this thing we call life. Visit betterhelp.com slash the OC. That's betterhelp.com. And join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. And we have a special offer for Welcome to the OC Bitches listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash the OC. Um, so, so Sandy and Ryan are dropping off Trey where he says he's staying at a friend's house. This location, it's very, you know, does not look like a far five-star hotel. Uh, <laughs> but no one's there. And, you know, Sandy was encouraging uh, Ryan to let Trey stay with them for a few days. And so seeing his accommodations aren't exactly, you know, doesn't look like the best place for him. They agree to take Trey with them. Right. This was definitely, as we've said at this point in this second season, this is the reset, you know, of, you know, uh, 
we're back, you know, this whole idea that we're back to season one. And sure enough, this is mirroring exactly what it was like when they dropped off Ryan in the pilot right. and there was nobody there. Mm. So it's kind of the same thing. Although I think we all kind of get the feeling that, oh, it's a dangerous thing with this guy. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Then we're at school and Seth is shocked to see Zach. And his quote is, people never leave and come back, which is funny. And Which is true because Which is true. Any left. guest star, any person, like they leave, you never Luke's see gone, them again. Anna's Luke's gone, gone. Anna's gone. No, but nobody's come back. So that's... Um, but does Anna come back? Or am I allowed she, to say? Uh, no, she Did, will. Okay, we're allowed to say. an episode. Teaser. Teaser <laughs> alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> and so, Treth, Treth, Seth tries to apologize about Summer and Zach brushes it off and basically says that he found... The love of his life, Francesca in Italy. Well, and that goes back to when, so when when Zach showed up, right? And you were like, <laughs> he's too happy. What's going on? And that's why I'm like, yeah, this guy's too perfect. Remember, I keep saying he's yeah. too perfect. And in this episode, and then it's just, it's a little too convenient with that he's now has a supermodel girlfriend. Supermodel girlfriend. Super, whatever. You, yeah, gorgeous. And then, and then he says, how is that going? He says, webcam. I know, webcam really dates the show. Oh, yeah, like, we use a web- Although, I was sent a webcam recently, oh. Diana, and I saw the words on the box say webcam, and I'm like, hold on, <laughs> full circle. Not so dated. But why did he put his Vespa hat back on? To show why that he not? Was, Who well, doesn't want Because Michael Lang said, put your Vespa hat back on, <laughs> or director. he had it in his hand. He I like that you call it Vespa hat. Yeah, you mean his helmet? <laughs> I was thinking in my head, I'm like, was there a, a hat, a baseball hat that said right. Vespa? The helmet. <laughs> but it's he, listen, not- he rides from class to class on his back. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> I know. But for some uh, reason, it didn't feel like those are, those are, you know, <laughs> when the helmet law came into effect was like, what, in the 90s, mm-hmm. probably? And There wasn't a helmet law? Mm-mm. No. Like for motorcycles or no. anything? Gary Busey was like, I'm not wearing one. Oh, yeah. No. Are you serious? Yeah. Well, I guess that's like the seatbelt in but the car. Then, but then people were like, mm-hmm. okay, so I'm, I, I'll get away with these kind of half helmets. That's right. Which is what this was. was yeah, like, what's hmm. that <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. These are all, in, this is all interesting trivia to me. Okay, so we get to the Cohen house and Trey is just like, oh shit, like this place is amazing. This is where you've been staying, bro. Again, they're mirroring <laughs> Ryan's reaction. It's like they're bringing us back yeah. to, because it's like, we've seen this view, but the way they shot it, it seemed brand new. Just right. like this. Oh. And Sandy offers Ryan the guest room. So first proof that there is actually a guest room in this mansion. Right. Before they've asked Ryan to bunk with Seth, which well, we were always like, huh? Well, it, because I think it was like, we don't know you, so you you have to be in the four walls that are separated from the main house. Mm-hmm. That's. But then he ended up staying there, liking the privacy. And now here's the ex-con. We got to put you in the pool house because we don't know. Poor you gonna, in yeah. this min, mini little pool house cabana. Sorry, I'm kicking you out of your cabana mansion. Yes. Although Logan does a great job of like feeling, he definitely feels fish out of water here. And I had some friends that were living in that Pelican Cove uh-huh. type um, development in Orange County at the time of the show. And it is very, and I grew up there, but. <laughs> Did you grow up in the same day? So sorry. <laughs> Just cut that out. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but, but never. It, but it was really <laughs> impressive to, <laughs> to even. To, to walk in and see those houses. They, they're they definitely impressive. So I, it's believable. <laughs> um, It's definitely believable. Seth comes home and talks to Ryan to see that Trey has actually moved in. Uh, <laughs> Sandy gives Trey some cash to help them get some clothes, get started, right? So That was a good, it was a good um, exchange between Ryan and Trey because Trey, he's not as gregarious or 
welcoming to mm-hmm. Ryan. He's still playing the cool guy. Hey, Ryan says you talk a lot. Seth and Trey have a good... Yes, thank you. <laughs> She's still in the OC where she grew up. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. But, um, but then Sandy does give him this cash. Yeah. It's like, how much is it? I, I think he's given him like... 500. Like 500, you That's think? That's my guess. That's probably the most he's had in his hand in a long time. Yeah. Now we get to go to Caleb's house where Julie has to confess to Caleb that she made a porno. <laughs> well, first of all, it's so fun, funny. I, I, I can, I have to mention Caleb wearing that red and white striped shirt. Oh did my God, I know. I, I did notice his wardrobe. It was a red and white vertical striped shirt with a red tie. It was very, yeah. I thought he was gonna start singing. <laughs> uh, yeah. But you're, you know, you're very manipulative as women have to do sometimes when Giving they have to lay some news on, down. With his favorite meal, crawfish, which is so random. And I thought I was always, I was like, um, I didn't think that Julie cooked, but, but, uh, she definitely ordered it. <laughs> yeah, right. right. I, the way you presented it was just, <laughs> or she hired like a cook from the heart. Yeah. You know? <laughs> she keeps doing that with Caleb. She keeps trying a lot. I don't know what's going on with their relationship right now, but yeah, she, she, um, he says, what did you want to talk about? And she talks about, some, oh my God, I love how you just blurt it out. It's like, talk, 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 house, house, house. And I made a porno. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he goes, and he, or he said, and I made a um, a movie. And she goes, erotica. <laughs> I'll pay it. But she jumps to conclusions and and jumps down his throat. But then when he says he'll pay, it's like this huge weight's been lifted. And yeah, you know, he says your dignity is at stake. I would say that's worth half a million. Oh, thank you, Cal. Anyway, mm-hmm. I didn't trust it. Nope, did not trust it. Mm-mm. But supposedly he calls his finance. Finance years. Hello. <laughs> you know, I don't know. What, what does that mean? Uh, yes, he calls them to sort it all out. So we're actually at the real diner with Seth and Summer. Yes, and they're talking about Seth's new behavior. And Summer is acting very jealous that he had... Oh, no. she's Well, she's act, uh, acting skeptical. And then, of course, Seth blurts out that he has a new girlfriend. Well, he doesn't blurt. This is where I'm like kind of he team doesn't? Seth. Because he says, you know, she's going on about Zach's behavior. You're, you're, you're definitely suspicious of something. I'm being the annoying girlfriend that like any partner or boyfriend would be like, dude, stop yeah, talking you're being about insensitive. your boyfriend Like fully, yeah. I just, no, I'm not even <laughs> aware of like Seth's feelings. I'm just like... Reeling. Well, and then he says, she, he made me promise not to tell. And she's like, oh, right. spill it, Cohen. Right. And he he doesn't hesitate to spill it. Yeah. But she does kind of force force it. And it's, of course, she's like, oh, she's tall. Yeah, my, my, my one takeaway was like, <laughs> she's tall? A little insensitive, Summer. Well, I'm hurt. Yeah. You don't move on that fast. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, so we're at the store and I Trey think and Ryan like, are going to shop. And Marissa shows up to help. I, I assume this is like Fashion Island. Yeah. This is where we're in supposed Newport. to be. Yeah. Um, and so Marissa comes. I love this here because once Trey walks away to try something on, you know, Marissa's helping. How Marissa is with Ryan was Misha in real life, like when she's playful, you know? And I really thought it was a cute scene. And her and Ben both were like being playful how, you know, they got along. And so they were improving in here quite a with bit. With the hat. And there's a blooper. Um, where Ben actually goes, hi, I'm Misha Barton, Ghetto Fabulous. <laughs> but he was like, whoops, sorry. But they were playing and they were having some fun. You could tell that, they yeah. were having fun together in this scene. You really saw Misha and Ben, you know, yeah. which was cute. But I also love that it was showcasing, featuring Ben Sherman. They probably, yeah. that was like a whole thing. Because that was... Oh, really? 
Yeah. And the background. The brand, yeah, ben the, Sherman. Ben Sherman, the brand. But mm. um, yeah, I thought ugly hats were your thing. Oh my gosh. Great line. So, so that's a Josh must constantly, there was so yeah. much flack because Misha wore a hat in another episode, Johnny. A beret. And, and a beret that I thought was cute, but Josh, Josh absolutely hated, hated it. it. So he keeps writing these Josh things Josh is known in. to like fixate on like little things like my bangs and Misha's beret and then he'll constantly use it. Did you, you were talking about hair. On the this. men, there was uh, all male bangs. All the, all the youngsters had oh, all. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of bangs a going lot of bangs. on. <laughs> ben has them fully. In and this. so does Sandy. So does Sandy. Sandy's got the surfer hair, I think, quite yeah. a bit. I always have to have bangs because I've got a six head. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, we're back at the Newport group, and Julie tells Kirsten that she told Caleb and he's going to pay. She's this, all excited. Yeah. She's all excited. But this is so cute because Kirsten like is eyeing Carter and 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 Julie is catching wind that she's into him. And Mindy, I love you so much here, how you're teasing her. It was so mm-hmm. cute and so real. Like it's just I love seeing Julie like this. She's like, Yeah, Kirsten crushes Carter. Uh-huh. She's doing that whole like, but I think so now that she doesn't have the weight of this, oh, the porno thing's gonna get handled. Right. And then she clocks that something's going on and she's like, Here, I've been so preoccupied with my own sex scandal. I hadn't noticed yours. Yeah. And it's like she's now they're in it together. Cause Julie always thinks, you know, Kiki's her best friend. You're my best friend. And Kirsten's always kind of this reluctant friend with Julie because she just tolerates her. And I was watching this. I told you I was watching this with um, with my daughter, Catherine Grace, CG. And, you know, she could be a critic. And she laughed out loud. I can't even <laughs> tell you how much it was so nice to actually hear my daughter laugh and go, that was so funny. Aww. I was like, oh my God, you think I'm funny? <laughs> <laughs> that's the best compliment ever. Yeah, right? Yeah. Aw, that's so cute. Um, and Sandy arrives and tells Kirsten that Trey's staying, but she's so distracted with the Carter thing. She's like, okay, great, yeah. And it's, you know... Yeah. She yeah. doesn't want them to connect at all. She's just avoiding... I think Kirsten... Avoiding Sandy and Kirsten's Carter. Just in such a strange... She's in a very confused state right now. Yes. It shows. It does. Mm-hmm. Kelly's playing it very well. Saturday Night by Kaiser Chiefs is playing now, and they're still in the store, and... Now, Trey is being accused of stealing something. Yeah, that guy was clocking him. Yeah, the whole you time. noticed it. Yeah, in the top of the scene. Um, but yeah, and Trey gets defensive and kicks he's things so over. Defensive. He's, he's a little so, scary. He's so defensive and then starts kicking shit. He's and, a little scary. I mean, he's, he's lucky they didn't get arrested for that. I know. But, he I dumps mean, all the in things. In Orange County. And yeah. Yeah, that's a I little know. bit much. But But it is one of those things that whoa, do we even tell... I can understand. So now that we're in the kitchen and Ryan's telling Seth about what happened in the store. Right. And I know I should tell your parents, but shit, I don't, you know, I don't want to. And so now there's like huge tension between Ryan and Trey. And Sandy, or Kirsten first walks in. First of all, I have to comment on Kirsten's top, that pink top, which is very flirty. I was thinking, oh, she's wearing that on purpose because she's going to see Carter. If you have feelings and you want to feel attractive, Mm -hmm. we tend to dress a certain way, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, Don't for you? sure. If you're going to be flirting with somebody or... Yeah, well... Yes. Anyway, she's I feeling think, good about herself. Although I wear sweatshirts permanently, so what does that say about me? <laughs> yeah, I, this I, is dressed up for me right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> you have the Crocs, so you're good. Yeah, no, yeah. no, you're styling. <laughs> but, but they come in and they're looking at the classifieds, of course. Right, for a job. circling jo- for jobs a job in the for paper. Trey. And it was yeah. nice to see a good old newspaper with classifieds being circled. Mm-hmm. Really just nostalgic. But what, what describes what's going on 
is, hey, you know, Ryan, do you want to help us? And he says, I'll pass. Is like he's... Ryan's clearly upset with Trey for his behavior at the store. Yeah, so they give them their space to, so that they could talk. And mm-hmm. you know what? Trey promises. He's like, dude, I need to change. I get it. Yeah. But these are just words that Ryan's probably heard from every person from in his family. And he's like, do it soon. Do it soon, dude. You know, because think about what Ryan's going through. He's like, the fact that he's actually in a place where he's accepted these people love him and want to have him in his life. And and they, now they're bringing in, you know, the other, it's now they're bringing Trey in and it's like, how do you be loyal to your family? But yes, but yet I want to be loyal to Sandy and Kirsten. They don't know you like I know you and you mm-hmm. really could hurt them. So mm-hmm. he wants to, and you know, he, he wants to protect everyone. Right. And, and he can't quite do that. Impossible. Can't control people, mm-hmm. right? Nope. <laughs> We're at Summer's room and Zach comes by to drop off all of the things that Summer had given him or the reminders of her to erase her from his life. He's very manipulative, this guy. He I gotta is. say. You know? This yes. is this is all st- I've had all that planned. before where an ex-boyfriend, like, we had gotten a dog and like sent the dog to me. Really? Yes. <laughs> to keep in contact. Mm. Oh. Manipulative. No? Yeah. Yes? No. You know I what? don't know. Yes. I think we're all kind of, we're all in our heads right now going, mm, mm-hmm. has that happened? <laughs> <laughs> no, but he's doing this and uh, Summer tells him that Seth slipped and told her about Francesca. Yeah, he's like, wait, what do you mean moving on? And she's like, well, he told me. And of course he, oh yes, he told. And then he wants to talk about it more and you have this little switch. <laughs> this switch, Summer goes, you know what? The valley's on and... <laughs> You shove him out the door yeah. and Arrivederci. that's one of my favorite lines and I think a famous summer line. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't know. I think the way you that say was that. Funny. That's you, Rachel. I feel like you've said that before. Had you ever said that before? I don't life? think I've ever said Arrivederci before in my life. <laughs> Arrivederci. Although I am half Italian, so you never know. <laughs> um, now we're in the hotel room. Caleb shows up to pay Lance. Do you remember shooting this scene? Johnny? Yeah, I was in the hotel room and I opened the door and I, I, I didn't even know who it was. I thought it was going to be you. I thought I thought that Lance thought was going to be you and then it was him and it seemed to be going really well. Yeah. Initially. <laughs> Initially, uh, Caleb <laughs> shows up with $500,000 in a briefcase. Yeah. All cash. cash. Mm-hmm. Pretty and good luck. I was luck. like, this, looks, this is going to be great. I'm, I'm going to grab this and get out of here. This but yeah. then and you, you got to rub t- it in. Lance rubs it in. <laughs> he does <laughs> Because he, he goes, great, I got the money. Now, how does it feel? Yeah. yeah. Oh, like, just yeah. like they, to know that your wife, you know, you're really poking at him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But you hand him the tape. Now, can I tell you guys, the only thing I'm thinking the whole time I'm watching this scene is Caleb, you hand Caleb the tape, he hands you the money. And yes, he sends his dudes in to like kick your ass and get the money back. But when he hands you the tape, all I can think of, how is he not asking to check to make sure it is the actual tape and to look like that you gave him the copy. Like it's literally a blank VHS case. And I'm like, he's just trusting that he has the porno now. It looked like three quarter inch, by the way, which it would was, have been, it was, it was the original, like, you the know, real thick, from the eighties. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. like the real VHS, big. VHS. Yeah. The no, big, the big, it's three quarter inch, what they would do soaps on and news real, like, like yeah. the size of the tape. Yeah. It's a Wait, much did you not, did that not cross your mind that he doesn't even check to see if it's the fucking porno? I'm sure he figured. I don't know. I, I, no. I thought that he would. He I, walks out. He with just it, walks out. And yeah, he, he leaves he, the dudes to kick your ass and get the money, 
Not once did he check to make sure the porno was in there. Yeah. And, dude, and trusting, he's actually just trans, trusting that uh, Lance only, only has copy. one copy. Yeah. Right. And... That, of course, that's the other thought. Now, this is just me and my, like, detective brain of, like, I know it's TV and I know it's writing and whatever. But, like, hello. I had major issues with that. <laughs> but we also, as the show's gone, gone along, we've made the, um, the comment that we don't really know that much about Caleb and how he operates. And we get these little tidbits here in this season yeah. because he says, uh, and he, he said it an, numerous times, there are very few things about Julie I don't know. And then he reveals that I have PIs working for me, you know, very, very talented PIs working for me. I know what I, what I married when I married Julie Cooper. Yeah, he does say that. He does say that. He's aware. He's, and so it's like, does he, so he knows about Luke. He knows about Jimmy. We should <laughs> assume he knows everything. Yeah. He's been following her around. I guess they, they're introducing the fact that he just constantly <laughs> has tabs on Julie. <laughs> so then I, when the fact that he operates like this, I was just like thinking like he's, and oh, and he had Uncle Sean, you know, how Uncle Sean did shady stuff back, um, you know, bribes for the permits for building. Do you remember that? No. Okay. So that was, <laughs> I was just thinking that Caleb, he's like, he really does run this town. I mean, he's not necessarily mafia or anything, but Newport Godfather type guy. Right? He reminds me of like ex-KGB, the way he is, you know, like <laughs> right? he's, so, he got so, he's got so much going on that you have no idea yeah, right. what's happening with him, but he certainly is uh, very intense right, and right. ruthless. He feels ruthless to me uh, every time I'm, yeah, especially yeah. In, in the scenes with you. Uh, about this. And yeah, right. I think he's, I mean, talk about white collar crime. I mean, I think he definitely plays by his own rule book as For we're sure. finding out. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. But you know, so as I was doing, as I was watching um, CG, my daughter said, aw, she said, I immediately felt bad for Lance. Aw. So they flip your character they did. and he becomes sympathetic. Right. Heck, easy, fun how and that Mindy works. also, I just want everyone to know, said that uh, you could probably have taken those guys. Oh. oh, right. <laughs> I was like, these guys are like, so they're a little taller, but do how fast do they move? Right. <laughs> I, when I was getting ready for this podcast, you know, I you know type in Johnny Messner, and you can see things that people have searched, and it says Johnny Messner workout. Because yeah. you're pretty, you're pretty. <laughs> and that, I was best jacked in that at yeah. that time. Yeah. Yeah. So. So do you have a specific workout? No. That, yeah, that, now I do yoga. Oh, uh, right? <laughs> yeah. Nice. That's mm -hmm. pretty. We are at the Newport Group. You're showing Kirsten so, some dress options. Yes. Um, and Julie's having so much fun. I, I kind of jumped ahead. This is where CG laughed. But Julie's showing oh. the dresses and she's like, uh-oh, boyfriend, two o'clock. <laughs> hmm. But it's so interesting because now we actually, the fact that Carter comes in with um, Kirsten's favorite bottle of wine. And two wine glasses. Uh-huh. And because Julie's there to kind of rub it in and make fun, mm -hmm. Kirsten does a, no, 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 that would be very unprofessional. He's like, what are you talking about? We do this every one, night, <laughs> a bottle a night, which goes to comment on what's going on or what's happening off screen so that the audience knows. That they're spending a lot of time they're together. They're spending a lot of time together. They're yep. drinking every night. And there's it's, a, it's very uncomfortable for Kirsten because something's very obviously there. Right. And can I ask you a question? As far as your character goes, like, do you just have no respect for Sandy? Like, you don't even give a F that, that uh, she, she might get smashed off by... Uh, <laughs> you know, like. Julie doesn't care. I think Julie is... Okay, so Julie's... I, I think that Julie's non-judgmental of this kind of stuff. 
I, I think so because she just said, so Kirsten um, and Sandy just had, went through a rough patch where, where Sandy's girlfriend showed up, um, ex-girlfriend from 20 years before, and he had to help her with some legal issues. And it really uh, challenged the marriage. Mm. And they're still not recovered from it, even though Sandy thinks they've moved on. Sure. Kirsten really is still upset about it. But Julie had pointed out like, no, you guys can't have trouble. You're the moral epicenter of this show, of, of the world. <laughs> so she respects it, but she's just having fun with, and she understands that people can have, you know, likes or flirtations. Mm. That's Julie's language. Mm-hmm. Her, her sexuality is her commerce, you right. know, that that whole fun. She doesn't think, I don't think Julie is thinking that it could um, compromise the marriage. I think she actually just thinks it's kind of a fun flirtation. And you also just had an affair with your ex-husband. I was going like, to say, yeah, like, that's what... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> been, there, been in that position, right. Julie's been there. Right, like, right. Yeah. She's probably like, oh, it's fun. It's funny. Ha <laughs> 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 ha. Yeah. Because it ha- probably happens to Julie all the time. Yeah. 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 But it's, but Kirsten, in Kirsten's mind, we, I think what's going on in her mind is really in a, I think she's in a place of, like we talked about, not love. She's in a place of mm-hmm. fear right now. Mm-hmm. And that's really molding her world as we'll soon see. Interesting because situations like that, your your ego needs anything like that when you have that fear on this side. Mm-hmm. And then he's bringing in that, uh, that feeding. That attention. The, that attention that you're starving for that you're not maybe getting in your fear over there. Absolutely. You know? mm-hmm. I think that's what we're... And, and there's... What's interesting about this storyline is some, you know, in television, sometimes we kind of spell it out for audiences in soaps. Yep. You've got to, all that exposition. You've got to tell um, tell the audience what's going on. Yep. And sometimes we get a chance to just show it. Like in films, you can show things and, but we don't necessarily have the budget to do that. But there, there's just little things that aren't said. We're not spelling it out for the no, audience. Not right. at all. So, not at all. So that's actually, I think it's a much more intelligent way to tell a story. Mm-hmm. You got to give the audience credit. Yeah. They don't need to be pounded over there with every detail. No. Um, Summer shows up at Zach's house next to drop off all the things of his. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his mother is not a fan of Summer. <laughs> no, she's not. <laughs> uh, thought we'd, thought we'd seen yeah. the last of you. I was like nervous. So I was like, oh my God. Yeah, that's oh what God. she said, right? I thought we've seen the last of you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just thought you died. Summer handled bullet. it. Summer handled it very well, I'd like oh, to say, because yes. I would have been shitting my pants. <laughs> Could you imagine her as a mother in law? <laughs> no. Fuck. What no. the hell? Yeah. No. So she apologizes. And here it comes out that Zach never left his hotel room. Francesca is a lie. And this is like big news. Yeah. I mean, just the fact that she's like, it was Summer. He never left the hotel room. Yeah, that was pretty bad what you did. And I mean, Summer's like, oh, well, sorry about that. <laughs> but no, it, no I'm and, and it's like that my, that my son is <laughs> telling this, <laughs> that my son is telling this story. But in fact, she's like, oh, my son, no, 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 honey, you want, you want to know the real yeah, story? Yeah, she's like, listen to what you did. You really did. Oh my yeah. God, Jesus. Scary. Did that make uh, Summer feel for Zach or kind of like, was there any kind of like connect, reconnection with that? The fact I'd that like he... to think that it made her feel a thing. I think it made more sense to her once she heard that. I think it was kind of satisfying too. You know, she's yeah. like, oh, he didn't move on that fast. Like, you don't move on that fast from me. But it's an interesting... Yeah, so that's an no, interesting... No, but she felt for him too. I think there's sympathy and... Well, and I think that's... But also the fact that he ha- has... She found out that, yes, he was upset. For her... It's satisfying. But it also means that the relationship was real. 
Because if Mm. he'd moved on like that, then even though you've moved on, it's so funny how we focus on what other people are doing, even though we're still, we're with the people that we choose to be with, but yet they can't move on. Mm -hmm. So it's actually something that Summer needs to look at in herself, not necessarily what he did. Right. Right. Yeah. Now we're in the pool house with Ryan and Trey, uh, and he's Trey's having a hard time finding work. And then they're like back to like getting along. Uh, and Ryan kind of goes through some of the clothes Trey bought. He's like, clean what? up. Which is, I thought, was an interesting thing for a director to like, how do we get to the how watch? How do we get to the watch? Right. Because when they were at the store, the clerk, like the salesperson actually, um, what's the word? I can't, hello. He, he, he accused him. Accused. Thank well, he's you. like, let me see it. Jesus. He said, I saw you looking at the watch. This is where I got a little confusing. Yeah. He's like, I saw you um, clocking that watch. Yep. <laughs> and, but, so but they didn't they, have it in the bag. Right. So they accused Trey of stealing this watch. So when Ryan lifts up all his pile of clothes, the watch is there. Instantly, I'm like, oh, fuck, Trey actually stole so the watch. So did I. I was like, he stole it. Me too. Me too. And then Trey gets very upset and he's like, here's the fucking receipt, dude. I actually bought this for you as a thing. Which I think is, a, it's interesting that he would spend that money, 200 bucks. I, all of a sudden I was like, ooh, what's he trying to do? Did he, is he, he's got some angle, like he could sell it or, but no, I don't know. Maybe he really did buy it for him. Or is he that manipulative that he was so upset that Ryan saw the worst in him? Understandably so. You know, he's got, it's, it's a long, it's going to be a long way. Long, it's going to be a long time before Trey is trusted. But then... Did he turn it around and say, I bought it for you just on a whim? Or is that truth? Or did he go back to the store and say, yo, I stole this. I'll pay for it now. Oh, that's well, interesting. Hey, but then so how many ways did they let him go. back in that store to get those clothes? Right. Did Marissa go get them? I don't know. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> this is all these things that... It's okay. It's This is when I say, look, this is the way it went down because that's the way it was written in the script. Okay. <laughs> Well, just to, and also show, I mean, it, to, to have some sort of, um, you know, uh, compassion for Trey on that level after that, and that, you know, uh, at that point, but it also is a kind of uh, deterrent from the truth about Trey, you know, in right. a lot of ways, you know what I mean? Like, oh, look, this is the good quality of Trey. Uh, and then, well, one good quality. And then I think he always, I think he had bought it then and he had had it. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I think we we should take it at the, the face value of what Trey said happened. Mm-hmm. But it's it, but he's clearly a hothead. He's got the Atwood temper and that doth protest too much. You really are when you when you react that strongly, there's a lot of guilt. That's right. I feel like Absolutely. That's true too. A lot of shame. Yeah. Yep. We could just analyze this for hours. For hours. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, but then Sandy finds Ryan alone in the pool house and shows support. You know, and I just love how Sandy normalizes. He's like, look, we knew it was going to be bumpy. And it's so matter of fact, whereas like I had a dad who overreacted to things where Sandy is like, yeah, yeah. you know, life, is, life isn't the absence of problems. It's no. the It's the... It's the healthy way of dealing with problems. That's that's where happiness comes from. That's right. The reaction. The right. Reaction. Yeah. And we're back at Summer's room and Zach shows up and tells Summer that he knows she spoke to his mother. <laughs> um, <laughs> Zach is telling Summer that he didn't want tension, you know, between her and Seth. And this is where Zach kind of realizes like, hey, wait a minute. Like this, now that you're upset with Seth and all of this, like this has nothing to do with me. Like this is just your thing now. Yeah. I don't know. I, I And he puts on his Vespa hat. 
He does. He puts on his Vespa hat and he's out. And he Vespas on out of Summer's house. (laughs) You know, I wrote, Zach is a manipulator. Not so perfect. I don't believe his explanation. (laughs) He knew it would cause an issue with Seth and Summer. Summer has it wrong here. I think you're probably right. Well, but I also, because... Are you right since you know what happens? I just think, no, I just think that he knew, he said, I know that, you know, I didn't want it to be an issue, so I made up this story. No, he knew that it would get back to to, to He knew telling Seth it would immediately get back to summer. 100%. Yes. But then, but then, Summer instantly says, he couldn't wait to tell me, which I don't see it that way. Maybe he, he didn't, she didn't have to pry it out of him. But there was like, it took, it took two. It took both Summer and Seth to, All right. I don't know. Fair. 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 <laughs> yeah, Seth doesn't remind me of someone that's really good with secrets at all, though. So it's not no, like he doesn't, he doesn't seem like he can hold stuff close no. to the vest. Mm-mm. And we're at the launch party. Marissa arrives. But she sees Ryan. Ryan's leaving to go find Trey and she joins him. She's like, you know, the last time I went to Chino with you, she's like, I'm coming with you. Yeah. What because happened the she, last time she went? She saved him when he was sold, he sold a car for Trey and the guys were going to beat him up and she oh. drove up and rescued him. Mm. Good going, Marissa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, okay, the launch party. <laughs> Kirsten and Julie are discussing the magazine. and Oh, yeah, and Caleb lets you know, Caleb lets you know everything's taken care of. Yes. Now, I got to say, this outfit... <laughs> Yours, your pink the satin. Marilyn. I know. I remember we were like, "Oh, this is pretty. Let's totally do a Marilyn Mon- Monroe diamonds are a girl's best friend." Yeah. CG was like, um, "Mom, <laughs> yeah, no." <laughs> she, she wasn't a fan. It was very. Yeah, I thought the same thing watching it. Very costumey. That it was very Marilyn. Yeah. Um, Summer talks to Seth and is like, "You have to apologize. You have twenty minutes. I'm in, or I'm gone. You have to come find me. Figure out what you did wrong and come and apologize." I, she had one of those summer isms where yes. it's like, "You have to say." How can you apologize if you don't know what you what did you're wrong apolog- if yeah. you're apologizing for? And I, I just wrote, no bickering. No bickering, kids. <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> see you guys bickering. Don't worry. I felt sorry for Seth. We'll Here. be in his room later. <laughs> Carter arrives. Carter. It's at the launch party. Yeah, he pulls Kirsten aside and he's like, is there something I, what's going on? You seem angry with me. And that's when he, they look over at Julie and Julie goes, thumbs up. You know, yeah. like, but he clocks it and he's like, um, I'm just going to, you know, check out. Yeah. I'll, I'll see you later. And uh, Kirsten grabs a glass of wine from the waiter who turns out to be... Lance. Lance. Mm-hmm. Lance. With a black eye. With a tiny little black it's eye. It's a little black eye. Yeah. Like those guys did not fuck you up too bad. No, no, it was cute. I had to actually <laughs> rewind it because CG was like, wait a second, didn't he get beat up? And I said, I, I don't know. And we looked back and she's like, oh, yeah, okay, there it is. Yeah. So I t- uh, Kirsten, she's really c- confused here. And so it prompted me to text Kelly yesterday. I sent her a text and I said, I got a quick question for you. How did you feel about the Carter storyline? I remember you trying to justify it. And did they originally want it to go further than it did? If you have any memories, I'd like to share. And she wrote back. I have to think. <laughs> I just remember thinking if Sandy and Kirsten were the moral center that everyone relied on, that integrity had to be maintained. So that was established right out of, the, out of the gate. So it was tricky. But it also felt out of step because we were blowing through storylines so fast. It was convenient. Marriages suffered difficulty for many reasons other than infidelity. And I thought that was some interesting because yeah. I remember her going, how does I make this work? You know, right. And so I guess it was for some reason I thought they were going to push it further, and she said 
you know, they made sure that that wasn't going to go too far. Right, but, right, right. But exactly what you were saying, um, Johnny, that, you know, when you're feeling questioning everything in your world is rocked the way it, it was um, with Sandy and Rebecca, that Kirsten's just got this, you know, she's, she's upholding all appearances, but inside she's screaming. I feel like it shows too. I mean, she is holding it up, but I I felt like when I was watching it, you know, I could feel the immense amount. It wasn't, and it wasn't only that she was uh, attracted to, I mean, it was, it it was, that was just like a subsidiary almost of, of what the truth was for her. You know, she really didn't, he was just like uh, there for, for that reason, for her to start feeling the way that she was feeling and the catalyst for all those emotions. Right. But it goes to show you, like, no matter what, how good it looks from the outside. You're right. You know, we have no idea what's going on on the inside with, with people. Well, and, and they've established Carter as this literally like Sandy used to be. He's just like Sandy. Oh. And he's got, he reminds. He's very attractive. He's very mm-hmm. attractive. He the Rocketeer. That's right. The Rocketeer. <laughs> so now we are in Chino. Right? And we're at a bar. And Marissa and Ryan show up looking for Trey because he was always there before. So they figured he'd be there. And he is playing pool. Yeah. Trey's not very welcoming. He's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Dude, you got your life. I've got mine. Yeah. Good luck. He won't. And he's like, no, I'm not leaving with you. Yeah. So I'm going to go out for a smoke. (laughs) Good luck. We're in Seth's room. Seth comes and he's like, does not know what he's apologizing for. He's like, I honestly do not know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's cute. I it like how Adam so, I love this, this scene. scene. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're cute. And then they make up and they're cute. Well, but this this is also, <laughs> this to me, I love how smart these characters are. And he's like, wait a second, Summer. Are you actually angry at me for being jealous of being jealous of, Z- of you being jealous of Zach? And she finally goes, what? Oh. and Wait, wait a minute. <laughs> it, well, and then she's like... Seth, Seth, you are so neurotic. And then he goes, that dude makes me feel very Jewish. It's so true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's very cute. But, but he yes. does have a point. And I was so glad that they made up so quickly because I was like, I can't handle them bickering anymore. Yeah. But um, oh, yeah, he was like, so the more insecure and neurotic I am, the more you love me. Right, right, like, right. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Uh, yeah. I'm sh- I'm glad it was short. But he does make sense. And, and, and he was like, I, you know, it... I buy the whole thing. Yeah, I love it. You know, I was just thinking about um, uh, Trey and that scene where they come in and he's like, you know, F off. I'm not going with you guys. I, I know that in my lifetime, I've I've had this like alter ego, baby Johnny, I call him. You know what I mean? <laughs> where I, I'm not getting what I want and I'll just, I'll just implode everything around me. I'll just burn the whole place down because it's, you know, yeah. it's like, and I feel like Trey has that kind of characteristics, I think, throughout the whole thing is like when things he's not believed or don't go his way, he's he'll just blow everything up. Well, yeah. I was it was funny. I noticed that they had that that classic metal trash can, which was very rebel without a cause, where he <laughs> yes. breaks it. Yeah, and, right, he already walks out. Right, yeah. right. No, and that's like when you're assigning blame to everything in the world except your own mm-hmm. behavior, then it's like, you know, he's 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 very his, his maturity level of, of how to deal with things. He just doesn't, he doesn't have the tools to deal with Mm-mm. it. Mm-mm. So. Back at the launch party. Okay, here we go. We're at the launch party. <laughs> uh, Carter introduces Julie to the crowd. 
<laughs> it's, I remember this. It was fun. I, I remember, I actually remember being up on stage and actually feeling like that kind of feeling the, you know, feeling what Julie was feeling. How fun is this? I've got my own magazine. I'm on the cover of this magazine. <laughs> and I'm wearing, you know, a Marilyn Monroe outfit. Yes. And, and Sandy and Caleb are like, ooh, so that's Carter. I thought he was going to look like Jerry Garcia. And Caleb has no idea who um, Jerry Garcia is. <laughs> Jerry Garcia. I laughed at why that. Did that. Why did that um, reference come up? Like what? It's just the, just because Jerry Garcia is just... I just like, you know, he thought he wouldn't be like a young, he was picturing tall Yeah, he was dude. picturing a beatnik. He was just, yeah, like a really older, cool, like... Berkeley hippie oh, older. Right, right, right. It's, it's his way of saying that guy's good looking. Right. Yeah, he's right. like, wait a minute. Yeah. Uh, but he does he have those eyebrows? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. And he's taller than, oh, than Sandy, right. too. Tall, dark, and handsome. Yep. So, okay, now, anyway, what better way? Packet? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Let's, we have a video to help you understand. They're going to launch the magazine and she presses yeah. play. And for everyone's eyes to behold, it's Julie saying, I've never had sex before. But why am I so horny? <laughs> <laughs> that was so fun. Oh my gosh. They actually, I mean, stepping back from it, I'm like, we did a good job. I mean, you could, it was super 80s outfit. It's so You know, fun. the bandana. And, and and we should say there were books of the born of the born identity in the eighties. Obviously, the movie hadn't come out until the two thousands, but it was again it was Doug Lyman, our producer on the show, yeah. the director who directed it. So it was it was funny. Funny nod to that. But I keep watching it, and I'm like, I wish I had this storyline. Like it's so fun. <laughs> yeah. Because okay, so, I mean, not really. Not like, so I what mean. what we saw was Julie starting to take off the shirt, but there. I swear I've seen it, but we shot more like Julie on top. There was a little bouncy bouncy <laughs> with Julie on top <laughs> and there was some kissing. So there was some stuff that I don't know if we actually show it, but there was more. Yes. So, anyway. Oh, things we do. So when this happened, I looked over because CG goes, oh. Her mouth dropped. <laughs> mouth dropped. And she went, Oh my God, I forgot about that. And and I was like, I didn't know if she was responding to seeing her mom like that. And she's like, no, my stomach just dropped for Julie. Aww. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> she's like, but this That's is okay. why I didn't watch it when I was a teenager. And is this, um, do you think that Julie's, not do you think, do you, I mean, do you, Julie's character, your character, uh, was it a big, was it more about exposing you or really was it about, uh, putting um, your daughter into that kind of situation where she know she would find out about the... Was that your biggest fear or was it more about oh, your you magazine? Oh, you Marissa? Yeah. Yeah, you know, like, was, was it more I of a... I think... Okay, let's think back in the early 2000s, sex tapes were... Like today, I don't they think made anybody cares. people's careers. Yeah, they did. <laughs> but, 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 it, but it started making people's careers, I think. But... Um, I missed the boat on that one. Yeah, me too. I know. <laughs> I think she really was... I think... I. I like to go with it. When Julie gets to her core, I think she really does care about Marissa mostly. It should, Marissa should be at the top of her list. Yeah. She tends to put money as her priority yes. and, and reputation and such. But when push comes to shove, she's like, I think that what she said to, to Sandy, I don't care about anything, but I care about what Marissa, Marissa thinks. So that's why I think there. it was interesting that 
I don't think the kids end up finding out about this. No, I didn't see any part of that. I think they they purposely had you guys kind of away. Oh. I don't think they find out. Yeah, well, none possibly. of us are there when this is right. revealed. It, and nobody, I mean, although that's the kind of thing, the rumor could go around Newport that quickly. I'd be surprised. I don't remember it, but maybe we'll It wasn't it. referenced, but I'm sure that they had to have been. Yeah, I think she genuinely is concerned about it, but, you know... So and you see, you know, Lance in the background, just, <laughs> just really enjoying the, every uh, last second he of this. Was, he but was we, enjoying you know, it. but since you're here, this is would be the moment to say, you know, sorry guys, we're going to go ahead. Uh, I just wanted to comment because of this, Julie and Lance actually find some kindred ground between it, you know, because she's she's going to find out what Caleb did. Yep. And they do and, we show that in the storyline? No, no, they're going to well in the next episodes, but they. Julie, Julie and, and Lance end up helping and supporting each other. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really nice. Yeah, guys. it was good. Yeah. They have some really fun. We had some great drunk, um, every rose <laughs> has its thorn And that's singing. coming up? Yeah. Good. That's yeah. next thing. I look forward to seeing that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's when Caleb finds Julie and she's like, <laughs> oh, you can go on with your life. I'm never leaving this room. My Howard Hughes face starts right now. <laughs> and he he offers her a trip to Europe, and she's like, Paris. and you're like, whatever. But then when you're Paris? like, Paris, <laughs> <laughs> but she does say she's like, you know, I guess there's a scandal that rocks this town. Like, you know, she gets over that kind of quickly, very quickly. She's just like, whatever, I'm out, Paris. Yeah. But Caleb, you know, he's taking her away. Is he? You know, he must know that she's going to find out, or. I don't, he just, he's smug. He doesn't really care, does he? He's suspect to me at all levels. Wow. Every time he, you know, there's always ulterior motives for that guy. There's like, you know, he's yep. three steps ahead of everybody else. Absolutely. But then Sandy says, oh boy, Carter, nice to meet you. You throw, <laughs> know how to throw a party. Yeah. And Carter says, you have a really nice family. He's like, yeah, including my mother-in-law, the porn star. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he gets the That's best dialogue. Cute. Just making fun of all of the drama is, is kind of... Mm-hmm. That's a good way to go through life. It is. But then and this is really important to point out. What? That Sandy excuses himself. Oh, right. And then, and then Carter says, you know, if there's been a vibe, it's me. And she's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, no, no, no. It's me. And all I could think was, he just made it worse. He just declared he liked her. Uh-huh. And that's really attractive. Yeah. Now it's out there. Now it's out there. Yep. Um... I only want you. Eagles of death metal is playing. We're at the bar. <laughs> of course, Marissa and Ryan are waiting for Trey to come back. Um, they decide to leave, but a drunk patron. I thought he was good looking. I did too. I remembered him, and I was like, "How do I remember him?" So I looked him up. Yeah, he's played by Christopher Bacchus. He was born in Orange County, Mission Viejo. Oh. and he's married to Mira Sorvino. Really? Yep. yep. Like right now? Yeah. Yep. Four really? kids. No I, way. I just was like, I know that guy from something. Yep. Huh. So this was only like his third job and he's really? gone on to a wonderful career. That's so awesome. I did. I thought the same thing. I was like, who's that? I mean, I'd let that guy hit on me. Why, why, <laughs> is, she, why is she turning him down? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But so, you know, of course, it's a little aggressive. There winds up being a fight between Ryan and him and his friends hold him back. But Trey runs, he's out there smoking. He hears this, some scuffling. He's been smoking a long time. Yeah. And he comes in and he literally takes that cue stick under his throat. He's, he loves it. He yeah. doesn't come in and like, oh, he's like, woohoo, let's yep. go. Yeah. Like he puts on those wild, that wild eyes. I think people who've been, I could probably ask you this. You've probably been on a street fight. 
or two in your time? Oh, yes. Have you been in, <laughs> have you been in a street fight in your life? I have. Yeah, because it can get really, sometimes you got, the crazier you act, the, the is it, it's, it gets, yeah, I mean, it gets really hectic really quickly. It gets to the ground quickly, yeah, it, usually. It, it definitely does. And not a, not a fun place to be. No. I like how she's like, you've definitely been <laughs> I in know. some street fights in your life, right? I'm sorry. Sorry to make assumptions. No, please. <laughs> <laughs> It's cool. It's a good look. Um, but they get out of there. They quickly. do. They run out. And they all enjoyed it, though. They, yeah, they're they all laughing. All laughing. It's like a high. It was like exactly very exhilarating. Yeah, yes. Logan is a great addition, I think, to the, the storyline. Wholeheartedly. We're in the Cohen house. New Innocent by Tyro Allegory plays. Ryan drives Trey and Marissa back to the Cohen house. The, we see them in the car? So well, there there's a shot of them. I think the car goes by, oh, okay. but then but okay. then they they walk into the house oh, and yeah, they're greeted by Kirsten and mm-hmm. Sandy, and they're like, "How was the party?" They're right. like, "Uneventful, you uh, know, ha 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 ha." No porn passing around the food, and, <laughs> but then I gotta say, South and Summer come down, yeah, clearly post post coital, <laughs> and his hair's all messed, oh, yeah. and and you're almost walking funny, like <laughs> wide legged. I'm like. What? Uh, yep, that old bow-legged ride cowboy <laughs> post-coital. Oh, man. But then um, it's they finally have the nice family moment. And, of course, there's a moment where Seth at the very end says, well, that's very... And you smack your hand on his mouth. <laughs> yeah, which, getting him to not talk. Was that an improv? I'd love to know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could is. definitely see myself doing that. There and that is the end of the episode. That so, is, yeah, the kids didn't know about the um, no. porno, or, or at least I'm, I have a feeling she's going to know somehow at some point. I just don't remember. I don't remember that point. Wow, yes, well, shocked. That is the brothers Grimm. And the then, brothers Grimm. But I look forward to seeing the the stuff that's coming up with you, Johnny. I mean, it sounds really fun, and I look forward to seeing it. Yeah, me. Too. Yeah, it was it was super fun. It really was. But I'm happy they do more with your character, and you got to stick around. I think yeah, it was really good, and I like the turn that it made. And, what um, was it like rewatching when you had? To, I mean, you had had you watched it no. when it was on? Mm-mm. No, that was the first time oh, I actually wow. watched it. Yeah. Oh, oh no really? way! Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it was good. I mean, it was like it. It actually, I don't have. I don't have too many extremely fond memories of a lot of the work that I've done. I really just don't. I mean, a lot of it, I just, especially towards the end of this whole journey for me, uh, it was just so repetitive, right? Uh, you know? And, uh, but at that time, that was like, uh, when I was just getting, it was just like, that was like how my career was starting to go up. And, uh, and, uh, uh you know, I was excited still. You had just Anaconda the Anaconda, the, the hunt for the the blood orchid. Blood yeah, orchid. that's right. I that had just, had just come out. That had just dropped, and I just gotten that deal from Fox. I just shot a pilot, another pilot, and things were really heating up. And uh, and I was in a lot of gratitude uh, for those. Like that was before I realized it wasn't going to fill all the holes. Right. Yeah. You know, and I was just like, oh, this is amazing. Right. Uh, and enjoying every, every piece of it, and watching rewatching it, I got to go back and think about even the memories not just on camera you know like in the trailer and then with you guys and with you and uh and that 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 was a fun set it wasn't a big stress set you know what i mean yeah. it was just, we've all been on stress sets yeah yeah it wasn't that i didn't yeah. and i didn't you know initially you always feel uh a little trepidation coming in you know what i mean again with the guest thing but uh it was super welcoming and and, yeah. and it was nice to see you know to feel that and remember that it, it was fun. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have a little rapid fire we'd like to do with you. Sure. 
Favorite role you ever played, Lance on the OC or Jack Hall on Killer Instinct? Oh, well, Lance. (laughs) (laughs) Jack Hall was boring. (laughs) Uh, Blonde, brunette, or redhead? Ooh, all. (laughs) (laughs) Favorite 80s ballad? Oh, um, that's a good one. I'm not going to say Every Rose, even though I do love that one. I think it was more of a... Maybe White Snake. Oh. Mm-hmm. A porn star or producer? <laughs> oh, producer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, wine or beer? Yeah. Uh, neither. Wine, but neither, really. Neither. Yeah. Ayahuasca. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> East Coast or West Coast? No. Oh. A bit of both, I think. I really like both, but if West, because I've been here for a while. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very good. That's fair. Well, that was fun. Thank you for answering for all of those. Me. Thank and you. Talking with us. And I'm so just fascinated by everything. Um, this, very cool. This was great. And it was really great to see you guys me and too. to go and walk this memory lane. And uh, it, was, it was actually, I needed it. I haven't been really focused too much on acting. I've shifted into a different world and, you know, more documentaries. And I'm into a, a part of life where it's about, I'm into service now. You know, like, I, I've gone. I've gotten everything I was supposed to get on that side, and uh-huh. now I'm I'm focused mostly on 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 helping others. And uh, so it was nice to be able to to see how the, it looked at the beginning, and and to uh, mm-hmm. to have some have some gratitude for it. I haven't, I haven't had enough gratitude for it. So. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, thank I love you. That. I think that's a wonderful motivation. You know, like you said, coming out of the pandemic, what can we do during a pandemic? And the nostalgia is a very safe place. And yeah, and uh, you know, our listeners are really, we're so grateful for you for listening. And thank you so Absolutely. much. Thank you so much for being here. Bueno. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. Follow, rate, and review. Welcome to the OC Bitches, wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you'd like to watch us, check it out on YouTube. Bye, Bye. bitches. Bye. Bye, bitches. <laughs> when Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Ooh, hold up. Just got a new sale. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world! Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash podcast 22. Shopify.com slash podcast 22. Hi, everyone. It's Rabia Chaudhry. And I'm Ellen Marsh. And we have a new podcast called Rabia and Ellen Solve, Solve the, case. the Case. As you know, I am a very smart lawyer. You are. You're so well-respected in the entire world. You know everything. Thank you so much. And as you know, I am a famous Broadway star. Gorgeous. I sing like a nightingale. Well, yes. at least that's what your mom says. <laughs> Just kidding. This is Ellen Marsh. And, and I'm Robbie. Rabia. But we are teaming up to bring you a show like you have never heard before. True crime meets talk show. Nobody's done it. We're going to do it. We're going to do the impossible. And it's the two things that I love. Ellen, I think you'll like it too. What? True crime and talking? Yeah. I'm there. 
Every other week, we will have a guest talking about whatever true crime case they are obsessed with. We have a list, everything from the Lacey Peterson murder. Yeah, some of the most famous cases you've ever heard of, obviously, like John Benet Ramsey, the West Memphis Three, Chris Watts, Khalif Browder, Elisa Lamb, Madeline McCain, Sandra Bland, the Springfield Three, the list goes on and on. But they are all cases that you know, and we are going to dive in deep with someone else and just talk about them. No. We're going to solve the case, Ellen. That's right. We're going to solve the case. So subscribe to Rabia and Ellen Solve the Case wherever you get your podcasts.